Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Believe in GCU podcast, episode number nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. She's a beauty, that number nine, here on the Believe in GCU Believe Podcast Network. That is the number one podcast network for professionals and the number one podcast network based in the city of Los Angeles. We're here in Phoenix. Well, not really. Kyle's here via satellite in Colorado Springs, uh, Colorado. I'm in Morris County, New Jersey. It is Thanksgiving week. We believe in our teams. Do you believe, Kyle, via satellite? I do believe, Jack, in New Jersey. So, Kyle, via satellite, we have a lot to get into. GCU men's basketball just came back from their uh, U.S. Virgin Islands Paradise Jam tournament where they went one and three. Uh, One and two. Didn't want to sell them short. My bad. That's on me. That is on me. They went one and two. GCU softball schedule finally came out for the spring. A lot of interesting matchups. Not bad. Not too shabby. Uh, it is officially winter sports season as all uh, fall sports came to an end. Soccer's done. Uh, women's volleyball finishing uh, in second place behind New Mexico State. We've never really gotten past New Mexico State in any sport to this point. They finish in second in the in the uh, WAC championship game. Uh, that was this past weekend, but a lot to get into. I wanted to start off with the softball schedule. You dig? All righty. Well, softball released it today. Not a bad schedule overall. It's interesting that there's no Oklahoma on the schedule this year. They normally play Oklahoma at least twice, probably. Well, look at it this way. You and Phil can't screw up any of the calls this year. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't want to do that. I mean, look look it up on YouTube for all you listeners out there. I think the live chat's still open for Kyle and Philip Katolfmo's uh, call for GCU softball probably versus is. Oklahoma. I think it you mispronounced is. every single name. I didn't. Is that, that accurate? Phil. That was Phil. That's a good name. Excuse man. us for not being from Oklahoma. Let's blame everybody else. Classic Kyle. Well, excuse us for not being from Oklahoma. We're sorry for that. Yeah, so no Oklahoma, no FSU. And we told the FSU story a couple weeks ago. That was their they, first they win. They probably will never play us again. 23-1, and one, and Philip Katofmo and I were on the call for both those games. It's always doubleheader style of softball, and he gave me the option for game one or two, and I'm like, I'll take two. And they win the first one. They uh, get demolished 11-1 to one in the second one. I'll be thinking of that one for the next four years. Probably. Uh, definitely. Uh, you can't put that on your demo. No, that could have been me in that GCU Athletics commercial. It, it could have been you. It could have been me. And I would have said Gianna Nicoletti, not Matty Dowdle had, in left field. You would have had the right name. Slight dig at Philip Katofmo, guest on number seven, if you want to go check that out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn. But the GCU softball schedule opening night, February 6th, that's a Thursday, Stanford. That's a pretty Stanford big opening night matchup. That's, I, a good, that's one of their better matchups. I like it. Then, then they follow that up with Weber State. Weber. Weber State. Again, we my bad. Play Weber State. It we is on me. Weber State a lot. Stanford again, and then New uh, Mexico. And then Weber State, New Mexico twice, correct? Wow. Right. They a little wiggle room there. Weekend. Then they got the, uh, what is it, the Jetterman Classic? They're on the road, yeah. Western Illinois, Baylor, Prairie View, A&M. Uh, then you got Drake back at home on the 21st of February. Utah State, Ohio Drake State. again. Is that that tournament? Is that the Ohio State tournament? It is not. No, that's the next one. That is the GCU Purple Classic. That one's uh, on you. That's class. your bad. That, that is my bad. They got CSUN to finish that one up. And then the Judy Garman Classic is the next one on the road. Colorado State, Cal Poly, Texas Tech, Cal Berkeley, and Boise State. That should be a tough road trip. Should be that challenging. One's in California. Correct. That, one in California. that one is yep. in Fullerton, right outside Anaheim. Go Angels. Believe in Angels with Philip Katofmo available <laughs> on Believe.com. There's your plug. The Philip plug. There today. is the plug. 
uh, the Lopes Up Classic. So you really got this one off. We're we're a few few dates away from the Ohio State Classic here. Oh, Lopes wow. Up Classic, uh, UNLV at home. That's March sixth on a Friday. That should be a good one. Uh, Montana, the Grizzlies come into town March sixth as well. St. Joseph's, Montana. UNLV again to finish that one up. Then you got the big one, the GCU Invitational. Everybody's coming to the party. So that one's South Dakota on March 11th. Lehigh. Lehigh, is that Pennsylvania? They're coming all the way from Pennsylvania. From Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Bethlehem, wow. Uh, then you got Ohio State. So that one's going to be March 13th on a Friday. All teams we beat last year at that one. So uh, Ohio State and uh, I don't want to give away spoilers. We'll say here in a second. Some team called the Sun Devils. Uh, Pacific on the 14th, South Dakota. And Pacific again on the 15th to round out the GCU Invitational. And then they get into, of course, the WAC play. You got Kansas City for two, Seattle for two, uh, California Baptist for two. Not Cal Baptist, California Baptist. Cal Baptist. CSU Bakersfield. It's always fun to see them. They're coming in for two. And then April 14th. Yeah, for the last time ever. April 14th, though. First time ever. ASU, GCU Softball Stadium, 6 p.m. It's not the first time. It's been a while. It has been a while. So both baseball and softball getting their getting their dig at the Sun Devils this year. All intriguing matchups. Should be interesting. So ASU on the 14th. Get your tickets now. Utah Valley, the 17th and the 18th. You got a doubleheader up in Orem, Utah on the 18th with Utah Valley. New Mexico State for three as well. That's going to be in Phoenix. That'll be... April 24th and April 25th, so that's uh, Friday and a Saturday. Uh, they go up to Tucson on April 29th against Arizona. The Wildcats for a doubleheader. Texas Tech, uh, and then two against Oregon, and that wraps up their season before the WAC tournament in Kansas City, Missouri this year. We hosted it last year. It's in Kansas City, Missouri there, the WAC tournament, the on May time. 6th for the last time as well. Their swan song, hopefully. Well, hopefully for us. And obviously, we lose the Smith sisters. We retained a lot of people, too. Can't think yeah, of it off the top of my head. Aguilar's back. Uh, Bishop's back. Uh, Denhart's back. Da- uh, uh, I believe Daddle's back, actually. Uh, Nicoletti should be back. Olsen. Looking at the roster. Lexi Coon's back. Vital part Coons. of that pitching rotation. Savannah Torville. See you later. Should be back. Absolutely. Kayla Dietrich. Or Kaylee Dietrich. Kaylee Sorry, Dietrich. Kaylee. Kaylee Holland. Uh, Taylor Olson's back. Kaylee Holland, like you said. Rachel Hammonds. Uh, Bobo Aguilar is back as well. A lot of new faces as well. Lorianne Olson is back. Ryan Denhart. See you later. Savannah Torville. Gianna Nicoletti. Lily Bishop, who's listed as a catcher this year. I don't, I don't know if she catched last year. Uh, I'm not sure she caught, but she, she can catch and play first base, I believe. I won't and then be the one to judge. Yessie uh, Morrison back, arguably the ace of last year's staff, give or take. Bobo, Lexi Coons. They had a pretty dominant rotation. Uh, Jordan Pearson, Coach Ann Pearson's daughter, joining the squad this year as a redshirt freshman. Uh, we got uh, Kristen Fafield. Is that how you pronounce it? Freshman out of Al Paso, Texas. Don't know. Again, brand new. We don't know all the new digs yet. Uh, Olivia Sovelt, uh, another catcher out of Hayden, Idaho. Interesting. Sydney Sehar, she's also a freshman from Peoria, so a local girl there. Uh, Brooke Cantillo, redshirt uh, sophomore out of Lake Ellsnore, California. So it's going to be a good mix this year. A lot of veterans still on this team, a lot of juniors, a lot of freshmen. Should be a fun season. And again, ASU on April 14th. That's going to be, uh, that one's going to be a nail-biter. Hopefully it's that a packed. That be the most intriguing matchup. Hopefully that's a packed house at GCU Softball Stadium. Because they don't oh, get, it. 
They don't get too many uh, too many packed out. Uh, was was it packed in the U.S. Virgin Islands this past week? Uh, packed enough, I guess. Can can we confirm that they went I'm one sure and two? It was packed. They went one and two. They're three and five on the regular season. I guess not where you want to be. Uh, of course, the first game we were you were actually updating last week when we, we had the show. Last week on episode eight. Episode eight available on all streaming platforms. Uh, they lost yes. 78-74. They played well. Po. Yeah. Val- Johnson. 27. And how many did he have at the half? He had 20 at the half. Okay, so they stopped him in the second half. Yeah, that that one was just that was a heartbreaker, really. You know, they had it. They had they were tied at the half. Carlos had 20. He we were shooting the ball well from deep. We ended up out rebounding the uh, the Crusaders from Valpo. So they they did all the right things in that one. Just couldn't hit a shot at the end when they needed it most. And Johnson, yet like you said, 27 points. Uh, Blackshear, another dominating performance. He had 17 points of his own. Lorenzo Jenkins was able to hit some of his shots, 12 points. Laver, oh, nine. Isaiah Brown, seven points. J.J. Rimes got on the board as well. So points off of turnovers. They had 14 points off of turnovers. No technical fouls, which is nice to see. It's nice to see Alessandro Lavar finish this one out. Yeah, he's been doing better on the defensive end, not fouling, playing without fouling. That's always good to see, especially because we need him on the floor to really be effective because we don't have a dominant big other than Alessandro. And then a 70-58 to 58 loss at the hands of Fordham. Those Bronx boys got to us on a Saturday. Fordham, that was not a good game for us. I watched the majority of that one. That one was just, they did not want to be there. That's what it looked like. So let's take a look at these stats. So it was a heartbreaker, and then you have to turn around and play the next day, and they just weren't ready for Fordham. So they lost 35-31 in the first half, 35-27 in the second half. I mean, I feel like Fordham's a team you can easily beat. This That yes, was kind of like Davenport so. all over again. Well, maybe Fordham's a little bit better than Davenport. So Laver... Give, give Fordham some credit. Yeah, they are those Bronx boys. They're tough boys. Uh, Laver, 19 points. Carlos Johnson, 17 points, two steals. Uh, Blackshear getting eight points. And uh, Isaiah Brown and Lorenzo Jenkins with five points each. So they did a nice job distributing the ball on offense. Laver running away with it, obviously. Just unable to get ahead at any point in that game. And then, of course, they finish it up with a win. So it's nice to leave town with a win over Beat Illinois the State. Birds yesterday. You know, that was a good one. Uh, 44 points between Alessandro and Isaiah in that one. So Isaiah dropped a new career high 21, and the other uh, 23 coming from Alessandro, which is what you love to see. Dan made some uh, lineup changes, started J.J. Rimes and Bryce Okpo. Now, Okpo did not score, and he's yet to hit a field goal on his GCU career, but he did grab eight rebounds and did most of the dirty work for the Lopes, which really helped. Yeah, in 29 minutes, at least he did his job. Yeah, so Carlos and Lorenzo coming off the bench yesterday. It was an interesting lineup, really, to see on the floor for GCU. We'll see what happens on Saturday against Purdue-Fort Wayne when they play, when they're back at home finally, you know, get some rest, eat some good turkey, and then... Get ready for the Wax Summit League Challenge. A nice Thanksgiving plug there. But this is a nice uh, game for Coach Marley to make some changes because, again, you're 0-2 in the tournament. You're not going anywhere in the tournament. Can't hurt. Yeah, it's one of those consolation games where it's like you win, you're out, you lose, you're out. So Finish finish seventh? Yeah, that's not too bad. Seven's a magic number. Seven's better than eighth, like Illinois State finished. So, you know, not not the result they wanted, obviously, but leave paired 
And now you got Purdue Fort Wayne on Saturday, uh, Summit League Whack Challenge, Phoenix, front of the Thundering Herd Pet Band, in front of the Havocs that may or may not be there on Saturday. I will be there. You will be there. You will be leaving Colorado Springs. Will you be there? I will be in Phoenix. We'll see if I'm there. Why wouldn't you be at the game, Jack? I- I'm a game-time decision kind of guy. I am not working. Maybe oh, maybe I'll see you there. Maybe you should. You're going to have to text me beforehand to remind me. Okay. I'm, it, I can yeah. make that happen. It's a Saturday night. I'm GCU TV's Jack O'Hara. Things get what dicey. Do you do on Saturday nights? Things get dicey. So I don't believe that. We got a two-game homestand, Purdue-Fort Wayne on the 30th, and then we got Mount St. Mary's December 3rd. I know you'll be at that one. I will be at that one. That's the hometown Mount St. Mary's Mountaineers question mark coming into town and you could catch both those games on fox 10 extra with barry butel and scott williams you can also check it out on gcu tv which you can check both on youtube and the WAC digital network absolutely and then that sunday a week from this sunday will be the uh jerry colangelo classic out in talking stick resort arena triple header you got uh two lane st louis at 11 30 and then at two you got uh st mary's and Dayton. that should be a really good one i'm excited for that one and then at 4.30, you got the headliners, GCU and Liberty. It's a battle of the Christian schools. Should be a bond burner. And that's actually a pretty long homestand if you take into account the Talking Stick uh, oh, resort that's game. That's basically a home game. Yeah. There's going to be so many fans there for that one. And you could check that, that one out on ESPNU. section behind the basket. Will you be there? I, is that a question? It, it is. I'm a journalist. I don't know why he just asked me that question. Was that a dumb question or are you just stumped? That was stumped? a dumb question. What's the answer, yes or no? I will be in attendance. So, yes. For at least two of the triple header games. Excellent. And you can catch that game out on ESPNU if you decide to get sick or just decide, hey, I don't want to go. I'm GCU TV's Kyle Borg. I'm bigger than you're listening to us from not the state of Arizona. Like us. No, Nobody here right now is in the state of Arizona. But we will be in the state of Arizona on that day. That is correct. There's no need for us to watch it on ESPNU. That is December 8th. Hey, I might. I might not go. Again, I'm a game-time decision type of guy. Well, shame on you, Jack O'Hara. But again, it's a long, it's a long homestand. They got Northern Iowa after that, December 12th. That's a Thursday. Uh, they again, hit the road. Again, they hit the road, yeah. Leading up to Christmas, they go to Albuquerque to take on New Mexico. Not that other team, but New Mexico. Go Lobos. Eastern Illinois on Saturday the 21st. That's that back at home. That would be a good win. Back at home, and then uh, January 4th, so they get a long extended Christmas break before returning to Bakersfield, California on January 4th. You could check out that game on ESPN3 against Bakersfield. They should win that one. Start a whack play, got to start off strong. That's when we need to be uh, clicking, and we'll have, you know, we'll have some players back for that one, hopefully. We'll have more than just Mikey Dixon, because Mikey will be eligible. I believe he'll be eligible before the New Mexico game. So the New Mexico game could be his first. I'm not positive on that for sure. The one on the road or the one at home? Uh, at New Mexico. So February 1st. No. Yes. December 16th. December 16th. Oh, New, New Mexico. Mexico. The Lobos. Not, not uh, Las Cruces. Oh, no, no, no. no. Those He's guys. eligible second semester because of the transfer. Because he transferred halfway through from St. John's last year. So halfway through December is his full year that he set out so he'll be back which will be a plus for the team you know he's going to be a huge impact i think and you know gives dan an extra player for depth off the bench you know if he comes off the bench or whoever's going 
going to end up coming off the bench once he's back. So when, once WAC play starts, you got, of course, California Baptist. You got the Chicago States rolling into town. But the way they've been playing to start the season, I don't think any win's a guarantee. No, not at, the, at this point, you can't guarantee anything. You got to take it one game at a time. You know, it's a new game, new day. You just got we play the best when we share the basketball. And it shows against Valparaiso, they shared the basketball. They didn't come all the way with a win, but they shared the basketball and everybody scored what they needed to score. And then against Illinois State, it's what they did. And they came away with the victory. And Isaiah showed up, got 21 big ones, and it's paradise like he started in the exhibition. Hopefully they'll, they'll get it together. You know, nice little break. Right now they're traveling home today. They'll be back in Phoenix early Wednesday morning, have the day off Wednesday. What Coach Marley said in his uh, post-game interview yesterday, they get the day off tomorrow. They'll practice Thursday morning, practice Friday, and then get ready to play Saturday night. Wait, are they still in the Virgin Islands? They're on their way back currently. I was going to say, will they just get like three extra off days just to hang out? What's no, that all about? They come back today because we got to get back and practice for Purdue Fort Wayne. That's right, my man. You know, uh, no time off. No days off, except no if you're in the Virgin off, Islands. tomorrow. Except for tomorrow. You, you do get hours off, so they definitely got to enjoy some time in the Virgin Islands. Our, our soon-to-be guest, Ethan, men's basketball manager, Ethan, got he to can, enjoy. Uh, recap it all better for us. Yes, he can. That'll be the he entire episode next time. That'll be episode 10. Nothing but VI recap. And rest of season preview and hopefully get some more information, you know? Get some clarity on some things. And a five-minute apology from me for sleeping in <laughs> during episode eight where he couldn't come in. Yeah, Jack botched that one bad. I almost botched this one as well. I mean, you you uh, called me. I had a missed call. You're like, I'm ready. I'm like, ooh, I was napping. I'm glad I caught this three minutes later. Oh, Jack. But anyways. Hey, what time is it? It's like 5 o'clock there, 5.30? Yeah, not my best hour. Moving on, though. What else we got? We got women's volleyball on tap. Yeah, let's talk about women's volleyball. I was going to talk about women's basketball, but I totally forgot about women's volleyball. Again, very, very historical, successful season. Obviously, I don't think they were very too pleased. They weren't too pleased with the final outcome, losing in the WAC championship game to the Aggies. Again, very frustrating loss to the Aggies. We've never really been able to figure out the Aggies. What is it with the Aggies? I couldn't tell you, and it's frustrating for everybody. I can tell you that much. Well, baseball got past New Mexico State. So let's take a look at this box score. They end up beating Kansas City to move to the finals. Three to one. We were right about that. We were. We we nailed that right on the dot. Uh, well, I think Claire Mitchell. She how many assists did she have? Check the box score for that one. Let's see if my over under was right. Let's see. I'm looking at the championship game. She had 25 assists against New Mexico, which uh, spells the writing on the wall there. Well, I know she had 77 for the weekend. All right, you ready? Yep. What was the over-under, 40? 45. Who would take the over? She had 47. I was right. You were wrong. I'm always wrong on this podcast. Spot on. <laughs> Mark another tally for Kyle on the tally list. Does that go in the ASU column? Yes, it does. Me and Kyle yeah. have a tally list for uh, tallies. We do it for broadcast calls, corrections during podcasts. If he's right and I'm wrong, he gets a tally. If I'm right, he's wrong, I get a tally. And it all goes towards the ASU-GCU baseball game. However, <laughs> if Sneaky Big and Fox Sports gets that game with Michael Potter, which I'm banking it will, we will be, re- we will be doing this tally for the GCU baseball or GCU softball versus ASU matchup. Again, April 14th on GCU TV. Uh, there's only one way to find out. Tune into GCU TV. On those dates, you, know, you never know. You'll have to catch us there. Sure, at least one of us will be on them regardless. Now, what did you predict for kills? I think I predicted that Jenny Maria would run away with 20-plus kills. I got that wrong. She had 12 kills against Kansas City. I don't remember what I predicted. 
triple di- or double digits. Yeah, Melody Horton, 17, and Kyra Moss with 11. Another oh, tally right for Kyle. That. Another tally for Kyle. I'm writing it down, don't worry. And then I think I said Haggy and Kubinski, you know, would have like six or seven apiece. I'm not going to dig too deep into it because I'm behind a, a lot of tallies right now. A lot of tallies. <laughs> yeah, so I was right about that one. So championship game, I think all numbers were down across the board. We lose 25-17 in set one, 25-23 in set two, and 26-24 in set three. So again, New Mexico State, I feel like, didn't outshine us like they did. They didn't outshine us in Phoenix a few weeks ago when we played them in one of the final two regular seasons. No, they were, we were right in it. I figured, you know, first, it's your first championship game. There's going to be some nerves, you know, it could come out a little slow, probably. You know, you drop the first set, and then you come back to the second set. And we have the lead for the majority of that set. New Mexico State ends up winning it 25-22, 23, like you said. And then the third set, they just started to dominate us. But we came back it was down 24-20, and we came back to tie it at 24. And I was like, all right, here we go. We're going to have at least four. And then New Mexico State scored the next two, and that was that. In the uh, game in Phoenix a few weeks ago, it was 25-20, 25-22, and then 25-20 again. We were in all three of those sets. Obviously, I think the set one was the one where it got away from us. Like, okay, we need to play better. 25-23 and 26-24, though, you're, you're right in those games. You could be up 2-1 to one going into set number four. They just, again, couldn't get the last laugh. Sarah Haggy, eight kills. Kyra Moss had herself seven. Annabelle Kabinsky with six. So Jenny Murillo and Melody Horton both silenced in a, the championship game. Uh, Kyra Moss, three blocks. Claire Mitchell, like I said, 25 assists. Melody Horton had two of her own. Tegan DeFalco with only 20 digs in the game. Yeah, we couldn't get anything going on offense. It seemed like they really shut our weapons down. You know, like you said, Horton and Mario pretty much silenced, and so was Kyra Moss and Annabelle Kubinski. So that it's going to be difficult to, you know, win sets and win a match if you can't get at least one of those pieces going. But a very historical season nonetheless, a very successful season for Coach Tim Nolan and women's volleyball. What are your predictions on next year? Because, again, there's really no telling with uh, Melody Horton leaving as a senior. Uh, There's really no telling who's going to take charge next year. There's really no telling what the outcome of next year is going to be because you've mentioned it on a few episodes. Like, this season was the measuring stick, right? Absolutely. absolutely. You went 24-6. and You know, you're not necessarily used to losing, per se, with only the six match losses, and that includes the WAC championship. But, you know, they'll be, they'll be back. They'll, be, they'll, be, they'll probably be about the same strength they were this year. Should be interesting. Have, I'm very confident in Coach yeah, Nolan. Very confident in Coach Tim Nolan. I'm very thankful for Coach Tim Nolan and women's volleyball this year. 24 regular season wins. Thanksgiving is in two days. Very thankful for that team. They made, they made it fun. Very fun. Very fun as broadcasters, as Havocs, as fans. I think the loudest the GCU Arena got that season was against Utah Valley, where they ended up falling 3-1, to one, but it was the day after Midnight Madness. I said it right, Midnight Madness. There you go. There, put that down as a tally. I'll give you a one. Sweet, thank you. I'm behind by a lot. And uh, it was the night after Midnight Madness, and it was just bonkers. I mean, there was a tailgate outside, so I guess everybody was fed. Everybody had energy. Everybody had a stampede in hand, so everybody was jittery, jumpy jumping around, but that was the loudest GCU Arena's been, I think, for a non-men's basketball game this entire year. You were there. Oh, between that and San Diego State. I couldn't even hear myself trying to call the game. I think I was screaming into the mic. I've never actually looked uh, look back to watch that game, but I'm pretty sure I was likely. screaming the entire time. More than likely. Uh, women's basketball. Leading the nation in three-point percentage. 
They have not won a game on the road, though. 0-2 uh, on the road. Fullerton yeah. on Sunday. Uh, Fullerton, 80-70. to They had that 72-67 loss against Montana. But they are leading the league in threes. Like you mentioned, they got Portland the State. Port- 53%, I believe. 54%? See, 54%. You're right. 54 I was like, it could be 56. I don't know. Yeah, only only uh, two points off you would have been there, so I'm not going to give you the tally. But, but good guess. Uh, Thank you. Portland State, you got Portland. So, yeah, they're in Oregon for quite some time. A nice weekend there. And then they come home to take on UNLV on December 16th. So, so they're on the road for the next... Two or three weeks. It's going to be a long road trip. Yep, got doubleheader play Portland, Portland State next week. Come back, get a week off for finals, and get prepared for UNLV. Let's see. Then you got UC Santa Barbara at home on the 19th. That's my birthday. Wish me a happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. A little premature, but thanks. Whittier on December 22nd, California, Berkeley at, on the 29th. Then you get into conference play come the new year. Bakersfield comes to town. Always love it when they come to town. Oh. For the last time. For the last time ever. And, uh, of course... Well, maybe not ever, but... For a long time. That's part of the whack. Yeah, Jack, hit the road. Okay, let, let's hit the road. This was episode, what, nine? She's a beauty, number that nine. number nine. She's engine, a beauty. Uh, it's a magic number as well. Is it? Yes, it is. You ever see School right. of Rock? According to Jack Black, it's a magic number. Check it out. Well, all Believe in GCU episode nine, presented by Believe Podcast Network. If you want to sponsor our show, contact... Believe.com. For everybody here at Believe in GCU, I'm Jack O'Hara, alongside Kyle Borg via satellite in Colorado Springs. Go Lopes. Signed. Sealed. Delivered. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.